You're listening to the Calm and Cozy Insomnia Podcast. Practical advice for insomniacs, bedtime thinkers, and pretty much any human being who sleeps at night. This is episode 29. I'm Beth Wyatt, your insomnia and stress management coach. I'm also an artist, avid crocheter, expert napper, and still waiting for someone to distill cheesecake into a healthy, ingestible essential oil. Today's episode is not the happiest topic, but it's relatable. Prioritizing sleep during times of grief and illness. About once a year, usually in the winter, I get a sinus infection or bronchitis with a cough that lasts forever. When I look back on that previous week, I can clearly see that it was a lack of healthy sleep that triggered it. That and being coughed on by a stranger in line at the grocery store. Sleep is usually a part of the cause, and then it definitely becomes part of the solution. The other part of this episode is about sleep while grieving. It could be a loss of anything you cherished, a person in your life, job you loved, an important friendship or relationship. My family recently suffered a tragic sudden loss, and it shook all of us deeply. We kept saying, I don't know how we're going to get through this. The reality is we're getting through it because it's the only thing that we can do. Sleep has been a central topic in most of our conversations lately. We hug, then we ask, how did you sleep last night? Or are you sleeping? When we say goodbye, we'll remind each other to get some sleep. The crazy part is it's one of the things we need the most But it's the first thing to go when life temporarily falls apart. Unfortunately, it's a reality we all face at some point in our lives, and that's why I think it's worth talking about. No matter what it is that you're going through, sleep deprivation does not mix well with emotions. Prioritizing sleep won't make the emotion go away, but it will help. There are several key differences between sleep and sickness and sleep while grieving, But the central theme is the same. It must be a priority if you're going to heal physically and emotionally. The goals are the same no matter what the circumstance. Number one, take care of yourself. Number two, know that it's temporary. Let's start with illness. When you're sick, your body needs rest, whether you're tired or not. So go to bed early, no matter what time it is. I never understand people who are sick and won't slow down. They continue on with daily life as though nothing has changed. Dude, your body is screaming at you for a rest. Listen to it. Go lie down. I know it's not realistic for all aspects of life to come to a complete stop when you're sick, especially if you still need to get work done or feed the kids, but there must be some kind of slowing down, and there definitely has to be rest. Otherwise, how do you expect to get better? So rest whenever possible and make your bed a place of comfort. Get as cozy as you can and enjoy the time off. Watch all the Mission Impossible movies in a row if you want and don't you dare feel guilty about it. You're sick. Tom Cruise wouldn't want you getting worse. How annoying is it when a coworker shows up at work with a cold? Am I the only one who wants to scream, why are you here? Now we're all going to catch it, you big jerk. The following is from The Art of Being Ill by Jill Sinclair. The truth is that illness is not a sign of weakness. 
merely a sign that we are unwell. But sickness is now so undesirable that it's become something to fear. Look at the language we use around illness, battling the flu and fighting off a cold. And it's always us and them, when in fact, the thing about an illness is that you really need to be on its side and you need to know how to give your body the best possible chance of recovery. So the bottom line, rest as much as possible when you're sick. Okay, let's move on to grief. I believe the same goals apply here. Take care of yourself and know that it's temporary. When you're grieving, going to bed when you're not tired can result in negative erasing thoughts, worries, fears, etc. if you're prone to them. It's better to go to bed when you're tired to avoid spending extra time in bed that can turn dark and twisty pretty quick. This is so me. As a former insomniac and bedtime thinker, my default is lying in bed and letting my thoughts go somewhere sad or dark, especially while grieving. I choose to distract myself by reading or watching a movie that I love so that I can be good and tired when my head hits the pillow. It also distracts me temporarily, which gives my mind a break. Going to bed wanting to go to sleep eliminates that lie-awake worrying time. You could also grab some paper or a journal and just start writing. Get your thoughts out of your head and down on the paper. Grief from a relationship breakdown, a loss of a loved one, or a job can bring on feelings of everything changing or crashing down around you. This is a good time to remember that it's temporary and focus on the good that's still in your life. You will get through this. You always do. I joke about this often, but when I'm asked how I'm doing during a tough time, I'll say, well, I still have my looks, so at least I have that going for me. And yes, I use humor to mask insecurities and some emotion. It can be really tough to continue your normal routine when life has taken an unhappy or unexpected turn. Be kind to yourself and be patient. Take the time that you need. Sleep needs to be a priority, but don't be surprised or discouraged if it's a bit of a struggle. Focus on the sleep that you are getting, not on the hours that you're not getting. And don't concentrate on how many times you're waking up. It's temporary. And it's normal. Something I've experienced recently, grief had temporarily brought on a fear of the dark. A fear of being alone in my bed, in the dark, with my thoughts. Bedtime suddenly became a little creepy for me. I had to talk myself through that. I had to tell myself that I was safe and loved and that I was okay. And it did eventually go away. Focus on making bedtime amazingly comforting. Surround yourself with the things that you love. Get in your coziest clothes. Make bedtime a familiar friend as much as possible so that any negative emotions you start to feel or think are going to be unwelcome. Think of going to sleep as confiding in a friend. Speak about it in a positive way. Like, I'll feel better in the morning. A few other things to take note of, watch your alcohol intake. Having a few drinks before bed might knock you out faster, but it affects your ability to get into the deeper sleep stages. And that's the restorative healing sleep that you need, especially when you're going through a hard time. 
Also watch the caffeine. If you're feeling tired during the day and you have an option to either grab a coffee or grab a nap, please go for the nap. It will help with more than just waking you up. Now let's break down my two goals a little further. When I say take care of yourself, I mean be patient, be kind with yourself. It's going to take time. Continue to make healthy choices. Fit in some activity when you can. It might not be a CrossFit class, but going for a walk with your dog or doing some yoga or some stretches is perfect. Take a break when you need it and be okay with doing nothing. C.S. Lewis said, no one ever told me about the laziness of grief. I can relate to that. I spent two weeks sleeping in, walking around, feeling like a zombie, putting normal life on hold, activities that I normally loved I just wasn't doing. I didn't know what to do with myself. I certainly felt lazy. It eventually passed because it was temporary. Now, knowing that it's temporary involves understanding that your usual routine might change short term, and that's okay. Do what you need to do to take care of yourself. Leo Tolstoy once said, Only people who are capable of loving strongly can also suffer great sorrow. But this same necessity of loving serves to counteract their grief and heals them. Another great historical figure, Winnie the Pooh, said, There's something you must always remember. You are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. Next week is episode 30, the last episode of season one, and then I'll be taking a few weeks off. I promise episode 30 will be a happier topic. Thank you for listening. Sleep well and stay cozy. And to my mom who listens to my podcast every night as she falls asleep. Good night, mama.